successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hey everybody, it's Jason Grill, KMBZ 980 AM. If you're joining us on podcast, we are all over the place. Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. We greatly appreciate it. Also, you can connect with us on our website, grillnationshow.com. We are going to have an awesome show today. So much information to get to. I'm very excited to welcome back Logan Freeman. He's the co-founder and a principal at FTW Investments. For purposes of today, the website is ftwinvestmentsllc.com uh, and then hat and backspace Grill Nation. Uh, welcome back to the show, Logan. How are you, my friend? Thanks for having me once again, Jason. We're doing fantastic and uh, just trying to battle some of these crazy weather scenarios that we're going through right now. But, uh, you know, all is, is uh, when, it, when you think about the seasons, uh, everything seems to be like uh, going exactly like it should be. It's it's springtime. You know, things are definitely blossoming here for FW Investments for Kansas City. And uh, it was just kind of a little blimp in the road here with the, the snow that came down here today. But it'll be all gone tomorrow and we'll be back at it. So um, doing fantastic, man. Just really enjoying uh, continuing to grow our business here in Kansas City. So yeah, I completely agree with you. Snow is different when it's uh, when you know it's going to be seventy-five and eighty on the weekend. It looks pretty, man. It doesn't stick to the roads. It's uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. Logan, you uh, you've been on the show before. You join us uh, every other month. Today we're going to talk about uh, kind of looking back at the last twelve months. Yep. And looking forward uh, for listeners, real quickly that haven't heard you before. Tell us about uh, what your company does, uh, so that so we can start start and set the table there. Yeah, so FTW Investments is a privately held real estate equity company based out of Kansas City, Missouri. And, you know, our whole mission and our main goal is to allow access to commercial and multifamily investment opportunities where investors do not have to manage the toilets, the tenants, and the trash. We do all of that. You come in as a private or a passive investor and uh, we handle all of the hassle. You get all the benefits. So that's what we're doing. We're we're mostly focused on the multifamily and workforce housing aspect here in Kansas City, uh, but we're looking to grow that footprint here very soon. That's awesome. Um, we're going to talk more about that and how you've done that over the last year uh, sure. on the website. And again, if you're listening to the show, it's ftwinvestmentsllc.com slash grill nation. If someone goes to that website, what what happens? What do they get? I know there's some, some really cool investment type uh, information that you have on there. Well, when you hear these words, syndication, private real estate equity, uh, you see, you hear all these types of, of terminologies and words that you might not hear on a regular basis. The questions I get uh, quite often are, hey, what is that? What does that mean to me? What's the structure like? What can I expect from a return standpoint? And so we put together a passive investing roadmap that simply allows investors that are interested 
in understanding the mechanics and the structure of these uh, type of investments. Uh, and we break that out in about 20 pages on an ebook that we have there. So if you go and, and put your email address in, I will be contacting you, by the way. <laughs> but you'll also be getting a, a great uh, resource that our team put together that helps really break this down in, in more detail. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, and I've actually enjoyed being on your email. Uh, you guys send out some really good updates and do some webinars and kind of for someone who's kind of a novice like myself, it's great to learn about kind of other other things happening as far as investments you can be a part of in Kansas City. Absolutely. Um, and I want to talk about that. I know this was one of our, our topics for the last segment, but let's break into that now. You've been really strong kind of sharing what you're doing, uh, getting kind of the message out there, sharing really good tidbits of information with people that actually are great takeaways and helpful. And you've done that through, you know, the social media, yeah. podcasting. Uh, webinars you do with your found, your co-founders. Um, talk to us about that because I feel like what you do is it's just you know, and and it's all free. It's not like you're you're, you're right. coaching people. So I really enjoy that, and that I feel like you've ramped up in this last year. Yeah, well, so on that front, you know, one of my top talents is learner, but it's also input. So I have those two top talents. If we were talking about strength finders, so I, it's in my nature. I have to give back, and I have to be able to tell people what I'm learning. It's just, it's kind of a chemistry. It's in my DNA, so to speak. And so what I found was a really nice sweet spot where all of the research and all of the books and all of the information that I'm taking in, uh, I can then filter it through my business partners. We actually create a narrative that is attractive, but it's also uh, backed in empirical evidence and we're able to share that. And what we learned along that process was that Folks really get to know you as an individual, and uh, the the, me the mechanism that you're, you're investing through is a commercial real estate offering. Well, you know who's to say what's different than commercial real estate here in Kansas City than it is in St. Louis? Sure, there's macroeconomic trends that we have to look at, but when we, we get down to the nuts and bolts of it, it's bricks and mortar. And so, what stands out is kind of that human element, that human capital, and that's what we like to focus on, and we like to to really build relationships through education because it, uh, we learn just as much as, as our investors do from us on a regular basis. And giving back in that opportunity has been a great way to actually build those relationships with investors and vendors. Yeah, I like that. Um, again, ftwinvestmentsllc.com backslash grill nation. Um, Logan, what Logan Freeman is joining me again, co-founder and principal. Uh, let's talk about today's show. We have a couple of minutes left in this first segment. We are going to talk a lot about uh, when we were kind of talking about what the show would be about. It felt it felt appropriate to kind of look back at the last year. You know, now that now that we have been back, people are being vaccinated. We've been through this last year, kind of what your goals were and what you accomplished, but also trying to help people that are listening, kind of looking forward into the future. What What's going to be important to investors? What are you focused on? And, and kind of breaking through some of the success stories that you worked on in 2020 and early 2021 and where things are going for uh, for your company and for the investors in 2021 uh, moving forward. Yeah. So I think that, you know, two items that we, we need to cover in this in this kind of call or this the show today is around interest rates and um, consumer sentiment. And so those are two things that we're, we're tracking very, very closely because they affect our business. And so we head to the, the Federal Reserve and it left its benchmark interest rate unchanged at nearly zero. And so that has a really strong implications for the commercial real estate market. We can dive into that as well today. 
but also is the consumer sentiment and where um, the M2 money supply is, meaning people are saving a lot of money. And so there could be a lot of pent up demand that creates a lot of economic activity here going into the future. So those are two things uh, that we've been doing a lot of research on. People need to keep their eyes on and I think are going to be really important when we're talking about investments. Great information. Logan Freeman, co-founder and principal of FTW Investments, is our guest today on the Grill Nation show. As always, you can connect with me on social media, uh, at Jason Grill on Twitter, at Grill Nation Show. Also on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, at Jason Grill. Logan's website, again, is ftwinvestmentsllc.com. If you add a backslash Grill Nation to that, they have all kinds of great information and ways that uh, you can learn and, and a lot of free guides you can download as well uh, to start you in this journey of investing and, and learn more about Logan and his business. You're listening to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM KNBZ on podcast on our website, grillnationshow.com. And thanks to all those for joining us on the live stream today that are watching. We greatly appreciate all the comments and support as well. We'll be right back with more Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Grill Nation show here on KNBZ 980 AM on podcast networks and on our website, grillnationshow.com. And I appreciate those joining us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Uh, appreciate you uh, joining us each and every week. And I also appreciate those who have uh, reached out about being on the show and contributing to the show and collaborating. We've had some really great successful shows recently and people uh, are pretty stoked and sharing it throughout the web. So we appreciate that because our goal here is to connect you to some leaders in Kansas City uh, and, and they're great businesses. So on that note, today's show, we're joined by Logan Freeman, who is the co-founder and principal at ftwinvestmentsllc.com is their website, ftwinvestmentsllc.com. If you want to download their free passive investor guide, uh, you can go to ftwinvestmentsllc.com backslash grill nation. Logan, welcome back. We're going to begin uh, kind of looking back at the last 12 months. Uh, this is a look back and a look forward show. So let's just start off kind of like at the beginning of, you know, 2020, 20 pre COVID, you guys were really kind of uh, bullish on a retail renaissance. Uh, where is that now? And, uh, you know, you think it'll be stronger post-COVID? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a great question. And the story goes back to us actually being in Silicon Valley in January. Uh, we had some speaking engagements where we were going out to Apple, Amazon, and eBay and talking about how to invest out of state effectively. And then we went down to a real estate conference where this was a very big topic was this retail renaissance. And, you know, frankly, we had close to about $20 million worth of neighborhood retail shopping centers under contract uh, at that time. And, you know, we got back from that trip and uh, ran into, you know, COVID-19, obviously. And we dropped every single one of those transactions only because, you know, the uncertainty where this thing was going to go. And so, uh, frankly, we have doubled down on the affordable housing or the workforce housing kind of market instead of getting back into the neighborhood retail shopping centers. But you know, we, the reason we were focused on it was we saw a, 
a, a nice, you know, cash flowing asset with strong tenant base, which, you know, has held up pretty well during COVID. But it also was pricing at a part or at a time where, you know, multifamily was continuing to be more competitive. And so the yields on these projects were, were very strong if you can mitigate for the risk. Now, with pricing into COVID-19 and the uncertainty, uh, we did not see pricing change on a lot of these assets. And so for that reason, we decided to shift our focus to multifamily housing sector and not so, so much on the retail uh, side of things. And we have not seen the prices drop to a point where we feel we can price in that uncertainty into that asset class. So um, I do think that uh, it's still a great asset class. We we transact quite a few of these on the brokerage side of the business. But, you know, frankly, for us, uh, the, the uncertainty still going forward on these projects, we, we have not seen the pricing arbitrage uh, to, to go in and really get the pricing that we really want. So we're keeping a, a really close eye on it. We've looked at quite a few of the projects in Kansas City uh, recently, but we're just seeing uh, better, you know, above market risk adjusted returns in the multifamily side than we are in triple net lease retail right now. And you decided to uh, to focus more on workforce housing, uh, uh, affordable, attainable housing in 2020. And now, uh, why did you make that decision instead of kind of focusing on more of the luxury multifamily? Well, I think that um, the, the big thesis is that, you know, during a, a recession or an economic downturn, it's a lot easier for folks to come up with $700 per month for rent than it is for $1,400 or $2,000 for, for rent. And so uh, for us, uh, that was one big reason was the affordability of these rents. So uh, we know that there's a large um, you know, market or target market for these types of product. Um, that was one. The second being the, the new deliveries. Uh, Jason, I'm sure you've, you've heard that uh, Cordish is working on uh, on three light and the midland, and those are all Class A, close to 450 uh, new apartments, all Class A. And we we continue to see Millhouse and Mac and and some other new developers, Lux Living, come into Kansas City and focus on that Class A. And so it's it's not really our forte to do new ground up development um, in that in that sector, and it's not affordable or you know affordable from the sense of affordable to almost every other person. Uh, out there. And so that that reason was was really paramount. And then the third reason is rising construction costs. You know, the projects that we purchase are anywhere between $35,000 per door all the way up to $65,000 per door. To build that new product would be close to $200,000 per door, land and construction costs, if not, you know, even more rising now with, with construction costs and, and labor and materials. And so uh, we we saw a really great market uh, for this this affordable type of of, of apartment complexes that uh, you can't build anymore, and so it just fit our value add strategy, and uh, we we really you know poured a lot of time, effort, and energy into acquiring those types of assets. Sounds like a smart investment, and I'm sure your investors like that. Uh, I uh, I couldn't agree more. More more different types of housing is needed right now more than ever throughout the not only Kansas City, Missouri, but also throughout our region. And, uh, you know, it's constantly changing. And, uh, you know, I think you guys are being very smart about it. And uh, that's right. And then the, you mentioned the three light project. I mean, they had a, they had to go through multiple uh, years of, of work with city council, you know, to try to provide an affordable housing component of that, which is I right. the Midland part uh, combined with the, uh, the three light part. So uh, and I would say this, like when you do drive around the crossroads and downtown and 
you know, different areas of Kansas City, there are a lot of new housing. I mean, it is it is still being built. Uh, and I know that uh, that's exciting to see the city kind of growing and, and kind of continuing to evolve. Logan Freeman is our guest. He is with FTW Investments, co-founder and principal at the firm. Uh, great company here in Kansas City. Uh, you talked about the $700 price point um, for, for most of your properties. We don't need to go into all of your uh your acquisitions in the last year under management. But if you want to just kind of talk to us about some raw numbers and maybe some of the highlights that you're really excited about that FTW Investments is engaged in this last year, please do. Yeah. So, you know, we did about 10 uh, projects last year, which, you know, was was quite a bit, especially when a lot of folks were sitting on the sidelines and implementing a, a kind of wait and see uh, strategy. You know, we felt like, uh, and one person that were very, uh, I think, uh, influenced by is 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 Warren Buffett, and, and Buffett is always talking about zigging when everybody else is zagging. And so, while we saw everybody else kind of sitting on the sidelines um, here in Kansas City, we saw an opportunity to go purchase assets at a some sort of a discount. And everybody kept talking about the COVID discount. I'm waiting for this COVID discount. Well, there is no COVID discount anymore. <laughs> and, and 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 when it was here. Uh, the folks who who uh, wanted to take you know action on that did, but there was a very few I think uh, players in Kansas City that actually did. So one of the assets or projects that we purchased was you know out in Independence, uh, Missouri. It was 426 units of this you know what what, what we'll call workforce housing. It, it was comprised of three different projects: uh, the, Head, the Hudson, Meadowbrook, and and Winter Place. And you know this was a really large asset for us at the time. We had done, you know, 35 units, 45 units, 12 units, 26 units, but nothing of the, the magnitude of, of 426. So it really stretched us, um, you know, mentally, I would say, from, from the standpoint of, hey, if we're going to do larger projects, we need to scale our actual business operations up. And so we started to do that. We started to think about that a lot. But, you know, Independence is a great submarket of Kansas City where a lot of folks are are living for, for affordability. Uh, they have decent schools over there. It's like three or four high schools and in independence. And so uh, there's better parts than, than others. Uh, but we saw the opportunity where a private equity firm had basically run their, um, you know, their business plan on this, this asset class. And so uh, they were on the, the tail end of their five-year hold period. They had achieved their returns for their investors and they needed to move this project. And so uh, frankly, we didn't see the competition that we thought we were going to because of COVID, which allowed us to get into this on a price per door standpoint, five or six thousand below market, which, you know, across 426 units is a big number. And so that gave us a, a big opportunity to scale up our operations, but also gave us a really strong foothold, not only in Kansas City, but in the independent submarket. We continued to bolster on a few more acquisitions there late last year as well. Yeah, you guys have done a lot. And, and, and you know, on one of your webinars, you went through all of these uh, and how they actually helped your investors. And, and it's pretty interesting stuff. Um, one question I do have is, you know, how do you work with an appraiser on evaluation? So when we're working with appraisers, you know, there's four asset classes that we'll, we'll talk about. There's core, core plus, value add and opportunistic. FTW really focuses on value-add and opportunistic projects. The core and core plus will be class A, class B type of product. And our investors are striving for a little more value. You know, we are always saying that, you know, we're modeling Howard Marks and Charlie Munger and utilizing the value investor a type of framework, using that lattice work to allow us to go create a margin of safety. 
And so when we're working with appraisers on a value add project, you have to look forward, right? So you have to look forward at what the property can be. And you have to tell a very compelling story to get the valuation that you need from a construction standpoint. So basically, we will go get, um, you know, financing, uh, you know, to, to purchase the asset. But then there'll be a construction component on top of that. And the appraised value has to be as complete. And so it's as complete. So when the stabilization happens, what's the value of that? And the bank will give us financing uh, based on that appraised value. And when you are doing off-market uh, opportunities that uh, you know haven't traded at that level in a, in a marketplace, you have to show uh, very, very strong evidence on why the value is what it is. And so we're very in tune with uh, the way that appraisers are working. And we know a lot of the appraisers and uh, Corey on our team, who hopefully you guys will get to meet at some point uh, this year. We'll get is, him on at some point. Yeah, yeah he runs point <laughs> on, on working with all of our appraisers and, and really telling that story. And so we yeah. utilize a lot of different resources. Obviously, there's a, a pro forma. There's an offering memorandum. But then we also utilize video and we tell stories and we get into the, the nuts and bolts of these transactions. And we also show a strong track record to and, and then market evidence that where we believe the market's going to go. And when you have a foothold in the submarkets that we do here in Kansas City, you can start to make that case very, very strong with those appraisers. Logan Freeman is our guest from FTW Investments. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for joining us today on The Grill Nation Show. It was a teenage wedding and the old folks wished them well. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. If you're listening on radio, we greatly appreciate it. 980 a.m. on podcasts. Thank you for listening or on our website, grillnationshow.com. Or if you're watching us live, thank you for watching us today on a snowy day here in Kansas City. Spring snowy day, but uh, it's 75 by Saturday, so we're good to go. Um, Logan Freeman, again, is our guest, ftwinvestmentsllc.com. Great company here in Kansas City, growing rapidly helping investors uh, all over the map. Uh, very excited to have him back. They collaborate with the show every other month. The website where you can get more information about uh, what they do and download some really great information for free is ftwinvestmentsllc.com backslash Grill Nation. I really appreciate um, all those who have engaged with the show, other guests, you know, and sharing on social, but also I'm hearing some great success stories from charities we've had on or uh, companies we've had on connecting with new people through the Real Nation Show Network. So we're excited about that. Logan, uh, we were looking back over the last 12 months and briefly, we talked about, you know, how many total units you had acquired for uh, under investment this last year. We talked about kind of the price point. We, we talked about kind of some of the other details. What were some of the challenges in 2020 and early 2021? And then I want to hop really quickly back into What's next? What's the future look like? Uh, and some of those topics. So just quickly, just talk about some of the some of the challenges. Yeah. So with any growing business, you're going to have challenges, right? And, and especially when you grow from a company with 37 units to a company with over 900 units in less than 12 months. And so, you know, frankly, you know, we went from three three guys doing some projects together to needing to have a director of administration, a director of operations, an acquisition associate, a full-time bookkeeper, a financial controller, uh, investor relations person, a marketing team. You know, So I think that what, what happened when we think about the entrepreneurial's ro- roller coaster, uh, you go from you know, this, this kind of dip to having hockey stick growth, hopefully, 
And when you do, um, you know, there's steps along that process that can be either skipped over or missed. And so, you know, frankly, from an operational standpoint um, in FTW Investments, one, one quote that we really love to talk through is, you know, where focus goes, energy flows. And, and so we were focused so much on, on acquisitions. And, you know, we had to take a step back at the end of, of last year and say, we got to really focus on our operations to make sure that we implement the business plans, but also we can continue to grow at a certain scale. And so, you know, that's been a big focus for us. It's, it was a challenge just because going out and finding uh, the right people to build your team is difficult. Um, you know, going through that as entrepreneurs ourselves was definitely difficult. So a lot of growth there. You have to be what uh, Ray Dalio calls radically transparent and you have to be ruthless with the, um, you know, with the self-evaluation. And so thankfully, my business partners and myself took a lot of time uh, to think about that and to, and to put a lot of time, effort and energy and dollars between doing it the right way. So that was one main challenge, I think, was just the growth of the business, you know, happening so fast and then having to take a step back and not focus on acquisitions as much, but really, you know, hone in on the operations piece. And so, um, you know, the big challenge right now, obviously, is continuing to find these types of opportunities. You know, like I mentioned earlier, we're not really seeing COVID-19 pricing anymore. And so then it becomes a a velocity game. You have to figure out what properties are you looking to go after? What's being marketed, listed right now? And making sure we're getting offers in on everything as well. The other challenge I'll say from the last 12 months was a financing standpoint. You know, I thought that equity was going to be, you know, maybe a, a little bit of a of a challenge. But, you know, I, I think where, where the stock market is, price to earnings ratios being at an all-time high and, and folks are not understanding why it continues to go up, um, they're looking for an alternative. So the equity necessarily wasn't uh, an issue for us, but finding good debt instruments for these projects was. You have to be a very strong uh, borrower from that standpoint. There were reserves that, um, you know, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were, were requiring us to hold back, which we had to price into the deals. And so I think those were some of the challenges. But, uh, you know, we have a great team, robust team with different talents that allowed us to to work through each one of those. Yeah, and I think uh... – one thing is when you scale up, you do have more opportunities for the investors and uh, more opportunities will come through that pipeline. Whenever I email a fellow um, entrepreneur or CEO and, and you know I reach out to them to connect them to someone, it's kind of cool when they get to the point where they're like, hey, Jason or hey, Grill, we have a COO now. And uh, I'm, one of the, I'm the founder, but I've kind of I've kind of handed off those duties to a COO or, a, a, you know, an operations person, which absolutely makes me feel like they've done the right thing in their growth pattern. So <laughs> yeah. so uh, Logan Freeman is with us, Logan. Uh, OK, let's look forward. We look back. What are some of the opportunities you see in the upcoming year? You talked about inflation rates and, uh, and interest rates, excuse me, and inflation kind of maybe having an impact. But kind of take us through some advantages and some opportunities you see and maybe some specific corridors you're targeting in Kansas City. I, I had heard that, you know, the historic Northeast was mentioned on one of your uh, webinars, but kind of take us through some of the opportunities and some of the impacts and maybe some of the corridors that you'll focus on. Yeah. And, and so I think that understanding, you know, I, in, in our investors' minds, interest rates and inflation are all, always top of mind. And so, you know, I just finished up reading uh, Howard Marks. He, he runs Oak Tree uh, Financial, his, his kind of last uh, newsletter. And it was very, very um, informational. And, and what I would say on that front is that, um, you know, I don't think interest rates are necessarily going to to jump through the roof in the next couple of years, especially with where Jerome Powell said that he wants to keep inflation and, and is fine running inflation a little higher to catch up from the last five to 10 years that we have never hit our 2% uh, 
uh, kind of uh, ratio and, and metric that we've been looking for. So, you know, I think that uh, debt's going to be continually cheap. Um, the big opportunity is is to really find those opportunities and those those value add investments. And so the the market areas that we're kind of uh, farming right now are is twofold. The first being when we close a transaction in a submarket. So we're getting ready to do our first project over in Wyandotte County in Kansas City, Kansas. That closes next week. It's a 48 unit apartment complex. We're heavily focused on reaching out to all property owners in a three and a half to five mile radius to say, hey, you know, we're interested in growing our footprint here in this submarket. If you would like to have a conversation about that, let's do that. So we're, we're focused on Wyandotte County. We're focused on the historic Northeast, which we've completed multiple transactions there in the last six months. And then also uh, independence is always going to be a, a farm area for us. I, I, I think very quickly we're going to be um, the largest uh, property owner of multifamily housing over in, in independence. So we got to, you know, kind of diversify a little bit from not, you know, owning everything over in independence. But uh, maybe there's some benefits to that. I like that you're diversifying. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's some benefits to that, right? I understand uh, where the market's at. But uh, the other areas that we're highly focused on is Raytown and Grandview as well. So Southern Jackson County and uh, still those kind of areas where you can jump on a major highway and get downtown or get back over to Eastern Jackson County where you're working that have really great schools as well. I mean, as you know, this uh, Kansas City proper school district is not one of the better ones in the state, uh, maybe not one of the better ones in the country. And so a lot of people, when they start to have school aged children, they start to look for alternatives. And so uh, those suburban markets like Raytown, like Independence, like Grandview, Lee Summit, Blue Springs, uh, those are all great areas that we like to focus on from a um, you know, lighter value add opportunity. But the historic Northeast is near and dear to our hearts. Uh, we think it's going to be kind of the next area that sees a lot of, of uh, money. It's already seen quite a bit of, of growth in that area. A lot of new developments going on over there, but it's so close to downtown. Uh, there's a lot of talks of, of the Kauffman Stadium potentially going over to the East Village. And uh, so that's very close to the historic Northeast. Um, and then, frankly, just serving that population is very, very important to us. As you know, Parker and I both sit on the board of directors at uh, a nonprofit here called Restart, and we're working with them on on a number of initiatives uh, to continue to provide affordable housing for people. Yeah, it's a great organization. I just was on a call today with a city council person and the group that I'm engaged with um, as a client, and we were talking about the United Ways, the Restarts, the, you know, they're so important right now as far as funding uh, for, for, for rent and for uh, tenants and for, Absolutely. you know, housing providers. So it's a, uh, it's a very, it's an evolving issue. Logan Freeman is with us. A couple minutes left in the segment. We have so many questions. We'll get into some of these other issues. Logan's going to join us again in a couple months. Um, are there any other things that you wanted to talk about for, for investors or things they should be thinking about? I know in your webinar series, you talked a lot about, uh, you know, the stimulus, the spending, uh, evaluations, debts, uh, cap rates, dispositions. Uh, what else should people be thinking about as we look forward the next 12 months? I mean, I think people should be thinking about control, Jason, and being able to diversify their portfolio in regards to getting exposure to a tangible asset class is crucial. There's so much competition for home buying and the cost of new homes has skyrocketed due to construction costs. I think there's going to be a long-term need for rental housing in the United States. And so make decisions based on the economic data that's available to you and long-term trends, trends that were showing up before COVID, but maybe COVID just exacerbated them a little bit farther. Not ones that have just popped up recently. It might change whenever we get back to our, our normal uh, or new normal kind of operating. That's what I would leave folks with on that front. 
And what are your top goals for uh, 2021 in the last minute of the segment? Just, just, just talk about a few of them for the company and for yourself. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's very highly focused on on new acquisitions. You know, we have a, a hundred million dollar goal uh, to acquire a hundred million dollars worth of real estate in Kansas City this year, and uh, we're tracking right about twenty two, twenty three million right now, which is fantastic. But uh, a lot of those were developed in December of last year, and so. Uh, the growth of our team, our director of operations, our acquisitions associate, um, our, and onboarding them into the FTW culture is a huge goal for us. And then we're bolstering on so much new technology in relation to property management software and uh, CRMs and marketing automation that uh, all of those things are, are going to help us continue to apply leverage to our business. Mm-hmm. We're targeting $100 million worth of acquisitions this year. The second main goal is is continuing to onboard our new employees at FTW into the culture of FTW. And uh, the last goal there, I think, is is applying leverage through technology. So bringing on new property management software, bringing on um, software in relation to, um, you know, CoStar and Yardi and being able to understand the market even better is very, very important. Integrating those into our business operations on a regular basis is top of mind. Logan Freeman is joining us, FTW Investments. Their website is ftwinvestmentsllc.com. We'll be back on the Grill Nation show for our last segment, the best for last segment here after the break. Thanks for joining us today, either on radio, podcasts, on our website, or on our live stream. We greatly appreciate it. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. Best for last segment, final segment of the day. Again, we're joined by Logan Freeman uh, with FTW Investments. Their website is ftwinvestmentsllc.com. And if you go to ftwinvestmentsllc.com backslash Grill Nation, they have I've really put together a really cool website and talking about uh, being on the radio show and links to the show, but also a really cool free comprehensive investor guide uh, that they can give to you that has so much information about, you know, some of the investment projects, what they're working on. Plus, they give you just so many good information via email and webinars about the current marketplace, the commercial real estate place, the multifamily space, just a great, great asset. And it's all free. So ftwinvestmentsllc.com backslash Real Nation. Logan, let's start off real briefly with your first commercial deal, which was the Hostess Brands building. Talk to us about that because I know that's where uh, headquarters is and kind of how that arrangement looks because and where it's at and what it, what, it, what it all looks like. Yeah, we're very excited about this opportunity. You know, frankly, when thinking about an office investment, most investors are are kind of looking at us like, what do you mean you're, you're purchasing an office building? Well, we have a business that's growing that needs office space and it's very collaborative. And so, you know, I know there's a lot of talk with folks doing remote work and that's totally fine. But for our business, we're relational type of business. And so uh, we have a very close partnership with Clemens Real Estate here in Kansas City, uh, Auburn Air and the principals over there. We saw a great opportunity on a building that's located at 1 East Armor Boulevard. So if you're not familiar with that area, it's it's right where the streetcar's coming down in, in Midtown. And uh, the Mac Properties company just purchased the U.S. Bank building across the street. They'll be tearing that down and building another 250 multifamily uh, units there. But uh, we have some other tenants there as well, which is very exciting. So we did a lease to purchase option on this project. It's about 35,000 square feet. And uh, Herzog Construction, who's completing the streetcar engineering and 
the construction is one of our main tenants. We, we signed a lease with a new medical office tenant and uh, Clemens Real Estate and FTW will be in that building as well. So I think it's positioned very well. It was built for uh, hostess brands in the 90s, believe it or not. So uh, there's still conference rooms called the Twinkie Room. And, yeah, did they leave uh, any Twinkies lying around? Yeah, there was no Twinkies lying around. But there was a conference room called the Twinkie Room for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- I think that's, uh, that's a great opportunity for us to bring some investors into that project that are going to look for a little bit different diversification other than the multifamily asset class. And with the streetcar, uh, we're, we're very excited about long-term appreciation on that building as well. You mentioned uh, Gina Wickman's book, Traction. What is that all about? Uh, what is an entrepreneur operating system all about? Um, do you subscribe to this mentality? What Should we be reading this book? What's it all about? Yeah, this book has completely changed uh, the way that we look at growing our business. And, and I continue to see and hear more and more folks, um, you know, utilizing this system. But it's a book that lays out a plan, right? I mean, if you don't know, if you don't have a map, you, you can't really get to where you're going. And so it lays out a map and then understanding, you know, how to actually get there. So we have what's called rocks for each quarter. So sure, we have our 10-year vision. We have our five-year goal. And we have our three-year goal, our one-year goal. But then we have quarterly rocks that we're working back towards. And that's all built into this EOS system, or like you mentioned, the entrepreneurial operating system. So we, every meeting that we have every single Monday morning, uh, we're talking about our rocks. We're talking about what we're doing, where, where on our calendars, do the tasks that we have scheduled, you know, not line back up with those rocks. And then on a quarterly basis, uh, we're meeting as principals, uh, developing new rocks, looking at the actuals uh, versus the budget and going forward. So I, I can't speak highly enough about uh, that book and the way that it's changed the way that we go about running business. Gina Wickman's book. I'll have to have to look into it. Banking on sentiment. Why shouldn't you bank on sentiment? And I believe the reason why I wanted to talk about this because you have an example with George Brett. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening, I should have put George Brett up on the screen. Maybe we'll do that. But uh, why is that? And give us that kind of that example of the George Brett example and why that relates to why you shouldn't bank on sentiment. You know, I think that intentions don't matter. Actions do. And uh, I stole that from Naval Ravikant, the CEO of of uh, Angels List. But heading into 2021, there's been two prevailing types of investors circling the market. That first category of investors is going along with the crowd, snapping up anything and everything from crypto all the way to, to high risk stocks with no underlying economic justification for doing so, uh, mostly out of a fear of missing out. And as I was reading uh, Howard Mark's newsletter, he even mentioned the, the FOMO effect in the markets. And, and so, I, I feel that too, man. I've, I've seen all the Dogecoin talk. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. like, man, I'm so over this. I've missed it. And then I see my stocks just dropping and I'm like, man, I, I need to catch up with these high school kids that are now millionaires. Right. So I'm not sure that going along with the mob is a sound investment strategy right now, right. but uh, especially since experts are saying that both the stock market and Bitcoin are huge bubbles, but with both predicted to, to potentially burst sooner rather than later. So you have one set of investors playing with fire on one side. And on the other side, you have investors who are just avoiding the market altogether. They're the ones we talked about earlier, the ones that are sitting on the sidelines, afraid to jumping back into the waters uh, with a different kind of fear, fear of failing. And so I recently revisited an article from The Street uh, at the end of 2019, that read market sentiment and valuation are thin on ice or on thin ice. Sorry. And that the, basically the author warned of an impeding um, market correction because the market was in overvaluation territory. So let's talk a little bit about what that means. The S&P uh, 500 price to earnings ratio at the time was 18.9. The historical average is 16. So fast forward today where the S&P 500 ratio is currently trading around 25, I believe, near the same levels at the height of the dot com bubble. And so based on those numbers, the stock market is clearly 
you know, trading on sentiment as prices don't reflect underlying economic reality. And the whole thought process was, let's tell a story about, you know, a, a garage sale and a baseball that, uh, you know, frankly was, quote unquote, hit by George Brett. It was his second home run and that somebody caught at Kaufman's, you know, stadium or wherever they were playing at the time. I imagine it was was maybe, I don't know, you probably know, but <laughs> I don't know if they were playing there or somewhere else. But long story short, he had a thousand dollar, you know, price tag on this baseball, which was just like this old, you know, baseball that, you know, had no validation around it. And so to him, it was worth so much more than it was somebody else. Um, now, if it was a rookie card signed by George Brett, I think that it would be a little bit different and it had a little bit of a different valuation. But as you see with GameStop, as you see with what's going on with Robinhood, uh, the sentiment continues to drive prop prices up. And it's not backed by really anything other than this herd mentality of folks doing that. And so I think that's where I was at when I was writing that article was, was mostly talking about, um, you know, you can't make investment decisions based on sentiment. You want to make best, you know, investment decisions based on economic data and tangible real estates and rely on history that allows you to, uh, to make really great choices. As a former athlete, you had me at that one. That was easy to understand. And another bonus of being on your email list, you get cool things like that. Uh, Logan Freeman is our guest. We've got a minute left, Logan. Last question I have for you is uh, how many sides to a coin are there really? So you always hear about heads and tails, but you never hear about the edge. And so for us, there's three sides to the coin. You've got your heads, you've got your tails, which are pretty cut and dry. But then there's always the edge where you can be looking at one side acting on the other and understanding that each side has its pros and its cons. And so I always just urge folks to be open to everything, but attached to nothing. And so whenever you hear, see a lot of folks doing one thing, make sure you understand that, uh, you know, people are moving because other people are moving. And when you decide to make a, a choice or a decision, uh, look at both sides and then use your own rational decision making, uh, which we like to call mental models. Um, to, to actually make those decisions. So we like to say there's three sides, and that's a Robert Kiyosaki quote that uh, you know we obviously really love to, to implement into our business. That's why we love having Logan Freeman on the Grill Nation show, and uh, he always comes with some great takeaways and some great uh, great comments and quotes. And I uh, I love getting your emails because you do so much reading and knowledge. It's, it's just uh, it's fun to read, and it's uh, it makes me really Thank kind you. of more energetic about this whole investor world. Logan Freeman, FTWinvestments.com, LLC.com, excuse me, FTWinvestmentsLLC.com is their website. He is the co-founder and principal. If you want to download a free package or get more information, you can go to FTWinvestmentsLLC.com backslash Grill Nation. Tons of great information in there. Logan is a collaborator and contributor to the Grill Nation show. We'll see him again in a couple months. Logan, I appreciate your time today. Congrats on all your guys' growth and success. Thank you for just bringing the knowledge and some really great information to the listeners each and every week. Now, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you for having us again, Jason. So thank you to the listeners for joining us again on the Grill Nation show. As always, connect with me on social media. Hope you've enjoyed the show today. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you soon. Take care. Take care.